This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Naz, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Wally. Good morning, Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> you got that one in early, Naz. Good for you. Uh, you wearing you wearing your uh, seventy eight Bruce uh, Bruce Smith jersey this morning, Ness? No, no, I'm not. Oh, you're saving it for the Super Bowl, then I guess. That's, that's correct. <laughs> it was coming right back to the Bills. I uh, just want to let our listeners know where we're going today. Uh, uh, shortly after the first break, we'll be talking to former Raptors coach Butch Carter. Butch, of course. Uh, um, going to bring us up to speed on what's going on in the NBA. The NBA season's in preseason right now, and the season's about to get going uh, this week. So let's get Butch on. Can't think of anybody better to uh, bring us up to speed. Also joining us this morning, the Bobcat himself, but uh, Bob McCowan. Uh, we'll catch up with him and uh, see what's going on. An interesting article about him in the Globe and Mail last Saturday, and uh, Bob's always an interesting uh, interesting gentleman to talk to, and uh, certainly we miss him on the air, we miss him on primetime, uh, so it's certainly a thrill to have him and hear his voice this morning on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Uh, and also let our listeners know it's uh, Christmas this uh, this coming Friday, we're in the midst of Hanukkah and uh, the holiday season for uh, for everyone uh, thanks to our sponsors, we've got some giveaways today. Uh, the good people at Pizzaville, who have been great sponsors of ours from day one, Angelo and Stephanie and Nella and the Cantardi family, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be giving away a $25 Pizzaville gift card and also a $50 Pizzaville gift card. Uh, listen in throughout the show. We will uh, be giving out the numbers at a certain point in time. And also joining us this morning for a giveaway, our good friend John Amendola with Mintink, who's... Uh, who's throwing into the pot a 2021 Upper Deck Hockey Retail Tin. Value $50. The chase is for the Alexis Lafreniere Young Gun Card. Uh, we're in the middle of a sports card boom, so uh, keep an eye out. Uh, keep a listen out when I give out those numbers, and uh, we've got some giveaways in the spirit of the season. Butch Carter and Bob McCown coming up. Naz, might as well go at it. The Buffalo Bills, people are getting excited in uh, western New York, in uh, in southern Ontario. The Bills Mafia, as they call them. Uh, you're, a, you're a big Buffalo Bills fan. I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan. Um, pretty dominating performance yesterday against the Denver Broncos, I must say. And we, didn't, we haven't had a chance to talk about their victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which happened last Sunday night. Bills didn't look that great in the first half, but one play near the end sort of turn that one around. Naz, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, Why is Josh Allen not uh, considered an, an MVP, Wally? Well, who said he's one. not considered an MVP candidate? I, I, I'm not suggesting he should win the MVP. I mean, there's Mahomes, there's Drew Brees, there's a few others. But uh, as they're saying in 
in Bill's land, uh, he certainly should receive at least some consideration. Uh, you brought it up, Naz, Josh Allen, um, your, uh, your assessment of his season. Well, he's, the Bills are 8-1 in their last nine games, and they should have beaten Arizona, so they could be 9-0. and And uh, it's all Josh Allen. Uh, Stephon Diggs has been great, too, but Allen can run, he can throw, and uh, he, should be, he should be considered as an MVP. Yeah, that's real no question. Uh, yeah, um, he's uh, certainly, you know, the MVP, uh, I don't know if it's the same definition in the NFL as it is in the NHL. It's not necessarily the best player in the league. It's the most valuable player to your team. I, I, uh, you may correct me. I don't know. I know that's the definition in the NHL. I'm not sure it's the exact same thing in the NHL, but I can't think of a player that's more valuable to his team right now than Josh Allen. And, and that, that combination with Stefan uh, Diggs. Wow. Um, you know, that uh, Allen has certainly taken his game to a completely different level. And he's, you know, he's these, these modern quarterbacks may be a little bit different. Uh, these, these, these uh, you know, Mahomes, uh, Russell, well, I mean, Mahomes and Russell Wilson had a different physical stature, but these guys are athletes. And and you know if I was a cor- I'm a cornerback I'm not not necessarily so sure I want to stick my head down and, and tackle Josh Allen when he's coming at you six foot six, two hundred and uh, he's probably two thirty two forty I'm not exactly sure the exact two forty two forty forty yeah so and he runs he runs like he runs like a tailback um, so I mean he uses that to and and I, and I noticed this in the in the NFL today I mean if you've got a quarterback who can run, um, it just it just makes it that much harder for a defense because, uh, you know, if the, if the quarterback takes off and you've got an athlete like like, uh, like a Russell Wilson or Mahomes or the, or the kid down in Baltimore, is it Lamar, Lamar Jackson? Yeah, these guys take off. They, they can gobble up yards really, really, really quick. And, you know, you know and, and, and the field opens up for them, right, because the offensive line is sort of creating a pocket for them. And when that field opens up, these guys are downfield 15, 20 yards in no time. It seems like, it seems like uh, they can go down and score at any time, the way their offense is playing. It reminds me of Jim Kelly's offense when they were in the uh, no huddle. And, uh, but they look really good, Wally. They look really, really good. And they, they, I, I will agree, Ness. I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm perhaps a little bit more of a skeptic than you are. Uh, I mean, you're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, <laughs> Absent that uh, that miracle in 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 Arizona, the Bills would be what twelve and two now. Twelve and two and nine and zero yeah. in their last nine yeah. games. They would be twelve and two, and you know, and in, in you know, and headed towards uh, hopefully get as many home games as possible. Right now, obviously, KC is the is the place you got to go through to get to the Super Bowl. But hopefully the Bills finish up, uh, you know, take care of business in their last two games, and finish up where they're the where they're the second seed. Uh, that would be uh, that would be a good position to be in for the for the for the Bills. And then you know, you know, playing playing football in Buffalo in uh, in January. Um, you know, that could be an interesting experience uh, for, for a lot of football teams. Uh, so we'd love to see the Bills finish up strongly, 
you know, and, and get as high a seed as possible in as many home games as possible. And after that, anything's possible, Ness. Do you rest? Do you rest? Do you rest the guys though if they're injured? They're a little injured last two games. They don't really. Well, they mean something in the in uh, the overall seeding, but you, you know we have guys healthy for the playoffs. I I think you got to look at the player. Um, historically, we've had the we've had that debate on the show, and and when when we think about that debate about resting players, uh, you know, it comes into mind an interview you did with. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there that Sunday. You had Tom Hinkie in studio. And we were talking about resting Jay's arms and this yeah. strategy of resting, uh, resting players. You got to be careful. I mean, obviously, if somebody's seriously hurt, but if it's just nagging, you arrest them. But you want to be firing on all cylinders when you hit the playoffs. Uh, I've seen it happen way too many times where a team takes their foot off the gas, and you know it's it's you know football's a momentum, uh, not football, but sports in general is is. Is all about momentum, and if if you take your foot off the gas, sometimes it's not that easy to, to, to you know to get it back up to fifth gear again. So you got to be really careful with that. I I, I think you know McDermott uh, they're, they're going to have to manage the situation as best as they can. Take a look at each individual, um, and and make an assessment how important the games are, you know, if the, and 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 take it from there. So I, I wouldn't automatically rest. Um, you know, five, six, ten players. Uh, I would rest those ones that are absolutely necessary, but you got to keep you got to keep the foot on the gas um, and try and try and win out. Um, that would be my thought. Naz, yours? Yeah, I think they should they should uh, do that too. I don't like teams getting rested or players getting rested, especially in this situation, right? And, and it's, it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be Buffalo and Cleveland first round. That, that's going to be awesome if that's the case. What a game well, that would be. That that would be, uh, you know, the, the Brownies have taken their uh, game to a different level as well. And they're, they're uh, you know, they're, they're not, you know, they're, they're not going to be a pushover. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, the Bills still got, what's impressed me about the Bills in the last few weeks after that debacle in, uh, in Arizona, um, or, or Miracle, whatever you want to call it. Um, the defense, the de- uh, you know, I was questioning the Bills' defense for most of the year, uh, but the defense has looked pretty strong in the last couple of days. Certainly, certainly, dumb. I mean, Broncos aren't, you know, it's a home game for them. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, Bills' defense looked pretty strong yesterday, and they, uh, you know, and they held their own against a pre- you know pretty good uh, uh, a, a, cl- a class team like the Pittsburgh Steelers last Sunday night. I'm curious to see how the Steelers do. They they play three games in twelve days. That's hard to do, Wally. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, it should be interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I don't sell the Steelers short. Uh, they had they had a tough grind. Uh, a lot of games in a short period of time. They sort of dominated the the first half last Sunday night against the Bills, and it was an away game for them as well. I don't I don't know how much difference that makes in today's world when there's no fans in the stands or very limited. Uh, but the Steelers, you know, it's one play turned that game around, which was the uh, was the pick uh, pick six right near the end of the first half. Uh, up until that time, the Steelers looked great. So I certainly would not count the Steelers out yet. They're uh, when you got Big Ben back there, uh, he's proven, he's tested. You know, he's a pro that experience, and uh, Steelers defense always comes to play. Um, by no means count the Steelers out. Uh, they, they're you're still going to hear from them. Anyways. Uh, 
like I said, uh, we have uh, we've got some giveaways today. Maybe when we come back from this uh, from this break, uh, we'll we'll give the numbers out. We'll get that pr- process going. We're gonna make uh, give some stuff away for Christmas this week, and we'll be right back with Butch Carter. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville and Headbands put our heads together to create the family game night special. Get two large pizzas with six toppings between them, four dips, six bread knots, or one pound of potato wedges, plus a free Headbands board game. All for just $36. It's the most fun you can have with your bubble. Order at pizzaville.ca, the Pizzaville app, or pound 3636. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby Orr rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle. He is only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint Ink Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint Ink Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby Orr rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle. He is only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint Ink Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint Ink Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on the new AM740 in downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM, live streaming on the internet, www.zoomerradio.ca. As promised, it's giveaway time on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. The good people at Pizzaville, a $25 Pizzaville gift card. A $50 pizza bill gift card. First callers in uh, will claim those prizes. Uh, numbers real quick, 416-367-0740. Toll free, one 740 Really quickly, 416-360-0740. one 866 Seven four zero zero seven four zero. Pleased to welcome to the Nazawali Sports Hour former Raptors coach 
Butch Carter. Butch, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you, Walter? We're doing great. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Butch, uh, first of all, how are you keeping? The family's all good. Just wanted to catch up with you. Yeah, family's all good. Um, my youngest son has been going to school in the States, but he's back and uh, finishing up online. You know, I don't know when he's going to go back down there, but he's been down there as a foreign exchange student. So that's that is a little divided, but we're we're back as mom glad that he's home. And uh, you know. So that's that's all I've been dealing with. I've really been trying to stay safe and uh it's so important that for everyone. It certainly is, uh Butch. Uh NBA. Uh starting up this week. Uh preseason's been going so far. Raptors are down in Tampa. Um, COVID is uh, running rampant in North America right now. The uh, NBA seems to have protocols and procedures in place, uh, seems to be working. Uh, your whole thoughts on uh, the NBA season, the impacts of COVID and, uh, and that whole, uh, that whole discussion. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why we won't see the same thing we've seen in college football or the NFL. Uh, guys are going to get sick. They're going to fail tests, uh, not being in a bubble. Um, you know, the, the Raptors are unique because, uh, they're, they've got a new home. They can't transition. Um, the Raptors have the number one game experience, uh, with fans for their team in the NBA. They're not going to be able to transport that to Tampa. Uh, so I think it's, it's really going to be tasking on the coaching staff. Uh, the coaching staff has to go in with the mentality that they have to coach whoever shows up that day and uh, is clean from COVID to practice and play. Um, if they're not adjustable and able to pivot, I think you'll see all teams struggle if the coaching staff isn't flexible. Um, the guys are going to get sick. They're going to get indirect contact, fail a test, and... Uh, you know, they've got the protocols in place, but, you know, these guys are going to be getting on planes. They're, I don't know how they're handling their families. Uh, are the families staying at home so the kids can stay in school uh, or stay online in school? Or are they, you know, renting homes down in Tampa? So it's a big adjustment, uh, bigger, biggest adjustment for any team in the NBA what's, what's happened to the Raptors. Naz, good morning, Butch. How are you? Morning. How are you, Naz? Very good. Very good. Um, Kyle Lowry, do the, do the Raptors extend them? I think I think he's trying to keep his flexibility uh, to decide if he wants to extend him more. Um, if there's a free agent transaction, at some point he's got to decide to turn the team over. Um, this team. Uh, has a big question mark around uh, Siakam. It gave him the large contract. Uh, he he struggled during the bubble. Um, he struggled, I think, because uh, now that he's the primary, uh, when he has the ball in the wing, no one has taught him that he's got to have three things he's got to be able to do. He's got to have a 10-foot shot, 11-foot shot, and 12-foot shot. And he never uses a backboard on when he's on either left or right wing. Uh, either no one has shown him that, but he, he struggled. And I don't know 
Um, if it was, I don't know why it was, but he did struggle. And we've seen this with Demar. So I think it's really interesting to watch what happens with Siakam against your winning teams. Not your bad teams, but against the Miamis, against the Bostons. Uh, I think it's really important to see how he comes along. And I I would imagine the Brooklyn Nets are going to be a problem. If they're healthy for the, uh, Toronto, they're going to win more games than people expect. But the Raptors have always had a, a tough time guarding uh, Kyrie. But I, you know, I, I think it's just a tough year for them to move them, lose their fans, move away from their fans, keep them out of their homes. It's really going to be a tough year for them. Uh, but they do have Lowry as a leader. Uh, he's been outstanding while he's been here. Um, and we'll have to see what happens. Uh, we're talking to Butch Carter. Butch, uh, let's make an assessment of uh, where the Raptors fit in this year. You know, less than two years ago, we're, we're headed towards an NBA championship. We had Ibaka, we had Gasol, we had Kawhi, and we had Danny Green, and they're all gone. Uh, where does this Raptors team fit in in the uh, in the Eastern Conference? Uh, you know, we've been one two for a while now. Uh, so a lot of the other teams have gotten better uh, significantly. Um, I don't see the Raptors challenging for for one or two, but where where do they fit in in the mix? What how do you how do you foresee the Raptors season uh, well, I'm developing? Yeah, I'm going to preempt it with if they're healthy and they don't have. And, and Lowry and Siakam don't miss a lot of games with COVID exposure. I still think they're a top four team. And I still believe that the team that I think is going to be really tough is Miami. I think Miami is focused. I think it will take uh, Doc Rivers a, a while to get Philly straightened out um, because Joel Embiid uh, does things his own way. I don't know how that's going to work with uh, Doc. Uh, Doc is a pretty hard liner when it comes down to guys uh, being available to play and executing the game. Uh, Harris is grossly overpaid, uh, has underperformed. But Boston, yes, I think them losing uh, one of the three top players to Charlotte, I don't think it's going to hurt them. I think that Jalen Brown and Paid them half to step up. Uh, they saved the money so they could do something else. The Raptors are going to be themselves. Their personality basically flows from the president down through the team. And, you know, Nick Nurse, in my opinion, is as good a coach as you'll find as far as managing temperament. But I do believe his coaching staff will be uh, really tested. Naz? LeBron James turns 36 December 30th. How many years does he have left, Rich? Productive as a starter, maybe one. Maybe one. Wow, that's uh, an interesting observation. Uh, where are you seeing the uh, the slide in his uh, in his skills? Just came off an NBA championship, and you're calling for him one year away. What uh, you're seeing something I'm not seeing, Butch. What are you seeing? Well. Normally, if you go back and look at through the history, so no, no, no all-star Hall of Fame player has played as many minutes as LeBron. All right, and 
he needs to get through this season without COVID. But but I thought that you know his skill level dropped last year. You got to remember, guys. I'm from Ohio. I watched LeBron James play in a state championship um, game the same day that one of my sons were playing at at a different level, but in the state championship game. So I've seen this kid come up since he was a pup, and the, the reality of it is, is that he doesn't need to be great anymore. Um, you know, he needs to be good, but you know, LeBron, he can't play 82 games. They shouldn't play him 82 games. And uh, yes, he he can be a focal point, but I basically think you know he gets one more championship, and. Uh, the Lakers will make some move, but Lakers got cap problems, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough. The Lakers are going to go through the same transition that Toronto has. I mean, it was it was devastating for Kawhi to leave because you got a first team All Defensive Player um, and a clutch player on shots. But you know, I I just see it as one more year. I I think we'd be grateful to see him play at a high level one more year. I just don't see how he gets 160 games in two years at the level he's at right now. Butch Raptors uh, draft choice, Malachi Flynn, uh, has looked pretty good in the in the preseason. And uh, uh, your your assessment of his game, I know that the first time around is, you know, nobody's got a book on you, and, and maybe maybe you have a better idea once uh, once he's gone around the league two or three times, but. Uh, so far, positive reviews. What are you seeing on his game and his potential future with the Raptors? Well, the problem for Marachi is that he, he's not going to have the 905 G League experience. You know, everybody forgets that Fred Van Fleet quarterbacked the 905 team to the G League championship before you know he came up and became a c- contributor. Um, you have to trust historically the Raptors have done a good job at, at finding, finding uh, pieces late late in the round on drafting. <clears throat> so I say give them the benefit of the doubt. They, they've done a good job, and Malachi will be a good player. But there will be some nights he's just going to be out of touch. Like you, you can't throw Malachi in the middle of the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, Kyrie Irving. Um, I, I think those are kind of things that stun his, will stun his growth. He's known to have a very high IQ and, and be a good defensive player, which all fits in with the Raptors. Or if Kyle gets hurt and he has to play more minutes than expected early, uh, that's one way to, to throw his feet in the fire. But I think he's a very good young player. He fits in with who they are. They've really been good at, at drafting guys who are basketball players. They are more likely to draft a guy that's a basketball player than just an athlete and blending them in. So I think the biggest problem for the Raptors Serge Ibaka was so good on the West Coast games. Um, the Raptors as a team have won more games on the West Coast the last two years than, than any other uh, two teams or one team, um, which really goes to how they fit. Um, my concern for them is how do they play on the West Coast without Danny Green, without Gasol, without uh, Serge Ibaka, without Kawhi, all those guys who grew up in the West. So, uh, I think that's where you have to be concerned if there is a concern. Um, but I think the good, they've always drafted good young players and this young man will have a chance to show that he can play. Uh, Naz, last question, then we'll let Butch go. Well, Naz, I saw you, Jerry, sign 
Butcher is he gone at the end of the year? Butch, I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, I heard. I heard yeah. the question. That one kind of <laughs> caught me off. Caught me off guard. I don't really. I don't know why he's available. I mean, that's you know, with what he's done here, um, I don't know why he'd be available. They should take him off the market. And if they don't take him off the market because they don't want to pay him market value, then they're gonna they're gonna be who they are. You know, you got to remember the ownership group. Um, they are the largest media companies in the country. Uh, if Masai leaves, they'll spin it some other way. So that's the unfortunate part. But also the fact that our fans and everything aren't available and aren't able to be critical of why this guy isn't signed. I mean, what else does a president have to do to make all the money? And... And again, you know, if if they're going to continue the history of the of the best assets, uh, Hall of Fame assets leaving, then you know it's not good for the fans. But you know, I counter with why is he even available? And uh, I imagine Warren Legary, his agent, is not going to be easy to deal with. But I counter again, like why is why is he even available? Why is he have a chance to go into free agency? And maybe they'll get it done before, you know, here in the next three or four days before the season starts. Um, my my only comment to that, and I, I, um, you can respond back, which is sometimes they're available because they don't want to. They don't. It's not just about money. Maybe may, they don't want to sign. Maybe they just want another challenge. Maybe they want to move on to an, another market. Maybe he wants to be the GM of the Lakers or or the Celtics or some other dream team that he wanted to to be the president of when he was a kid. I have no knowledge of that, no idea. I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not throwing it out there as if there is anything. But, you know, sometimes they just want to challenge somewhere else, and it's not always about the money. Your thoughts on that, Butch? Well, Jerry, Jerry West was in the middle of all the championship runs with the Lakers. And the Lakers made a devastating decision to let Jerry West go. And he went to Memphis, and then he's wandered around. He's back at the Clippers. But... You know, guys, at the, end, at the end of the day, a unique leader of professional men and in the office and on the court, uh, it's just unique. I mean, you know, he is he has proven he's come from nowhere. He's worked his way up from a, a scout, and he got the thing turned around. And, the, you know, he did everything possible to keep Kawhi, but Kawhi was never staying. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't know how they're making decisions there, but is there a better president in the league than what Masai has done the last five years? No, you won't get any disagreement from us there, Butch. Uh, right. Absolutely not. And if he wants to leave, um, then, you know, he's going to leave. But, uh, I don't think there's a better situation for him, but again, He's come here, this country from Africa. There may be some place else he wants to go, um, and you know we'll, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. On that note, Butch, uh, we're going to let you go. We're going to thank you. We're going to wish you and your family uh, the best of uh, a Merry Christmas and, the, and a safe and uh, and a healthy and happy New Year. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for being such a loyal supporter of our show. We really appreciate it.
No, thanks for having me again, guys. All the best to you during the holidays, and and stay safe and enjoy your family. Thanks so much, Butch Carter. Uh, we're going to take our second break, and we're going to have an interesting, uh, interesting gentleman coming back at us after the break. We're, of course, talking about the Bobcat, Bob McCown. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced the Medium Gourmet Pizza Special. Get a Medium Gourmet Pizza for just thirteen ninety nine. That's like flying first class when you only paid economy. You're up front, sipping champagne and stretching out in your luxuriously wide berth. Instead of having somebody kick the back of your seat, then the guy in front of you decides to recline his Pizzaville, seat. Pizzaville, stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby Orr rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle. He is only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca Opinions expressed on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live. And as I promised earlier in the show, we're going to give away thanks to John Amendola and Minting. There's a sports card explosion going on and... Uh, it's the Christmas season, the holiday season, a 2021 Upper Deck Hockey Retail Tin. It's got an Alexis, Alexis Lafreniere Young Gun card. Uh, give us a call really quickly. Our number is again, 416-367-0740, First caller, we're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, a man who needs no introduction, the legend himself. Bob McCowan. Good morning, Bob. How are you? The Maz and Wally Sports Hour. How long is the show on? <laughs> An hour, sir. I, oh, okay. I, I, I knew I knew you might uh, you might get a little bit anxious that I had to read a little. I had to do a little giveaway while you were holding on the line. That had me somewhat concerned, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you've overcome that, Bob. I'll do what I can, Walter. Thank you so much, <laughs> Bob. How? How, how are you doing, sir? Uh, we want to bring our listeners up to date. There's a lot of Bob McCowan uh, 
disciples that listen to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, our demographic lends itself to uh, to your career. Uh, bring us up to speed. What you're up to, your podcast, I understand, is doing fantastic. It's up to 66 episodes or thereabouts. Uh, like bring that. us up to speed where, uh, you know, you haven't disappeared. Uh, where are you these days? Well, I've sort of disappeared, but I haven't totally disappeared. Um, yeah, the podcast is doing quite well, and um, we're happy about that. And uh, marching on into the new year with it. Uh, the winery is doing great. Uh, wine business in general has been uh, very good for us. We came out with another new wine. I want to say about uh, probably six, eight weeks ago. It's uh, with Glass Tiger and my friend Alan Frew. And uh, it's uh, the first sparkling wine that we've done. And um, reaction is great. People love it. I love it. Uh, I was never much of a sparkling guy. You know, sparkling is the kind of thing you tend to drink in the holiday season. That was the only time I had it. You know, with a celebration or whatever, somebody buy some sparkling and you get some bubbly going and you have a, a glass and and that's basically it. But since we came out with this wine, um, it's now become kind of my favorite. And uh, whenever I open a bottle, it seems to be always the Glass Tiger. And uh, just so that our listeners know, your wines at Stony Ridge Estate Winery, they can, uh, from what I understand, they can buy online or... Uh, oh, yeah. LCPO. yeah we were, how how we, do they get your wines, Bob? Well, just go to stonyridge.com, and uh, you'll see the menu right there. And um, most people by now, I think, are familiar with how to buy online. And it's shipped right to your door. You don't have to move. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. Wake up one morning, and there it is on your on your front porch. So um, it couldn't be easier. And choose from any of our wines. And there's lots of packaged um deals that we have where you can buy a variety of stuff if it's your first time you can try a bunch and uh figure out which which ones you like the best fantastic naz i'll turn it over to you hi bob how are you hi naz what uh, there was a question and i didn't get to ask you in the last show what was your relationship like with cedar gaston i didn't have a relationship with cedar gaston um it's a long story. I don't need to go into it. It's 20 years later, however long it is, maybe more than that. And um, uh, Cito and I did not see eye to eye. Um, and I was critical of Cito from time to time. Well, as I am or was with just about everybody. You know, if I felt they made a mistake or something happened, I wasn't hesitant to be critical. And at that point, it wasn't personal in any way, shape, or form. And then Cito uh, got angry at me for some things I guess that I'd said, and he took it personally. And then in a conversation, an on-air conversation with Jerry Howarth, he stated that he felt that my criticism, along with uh, that of uh, Steve Simmons and Dave Langford, was racially motivated and that of course created a firestorm there was a front page headlines on all the newspapers i remember the toronto sun specifically but i know it was in all the all the papers and threw my life into turmoil and my kids life into turmoil which made me even angrier 
And I guess it was the only time I ever held my own press conference. Went to plenty of them, but this was the only time I had my own. And ultimately, Paul Beeston set up a meeting uh, between Cito and I, and there were others in the room. And um, I wanted to make sure, given the sensitivity of the matter, that I stated my case accurately. So I wrote out, about, I think it was about a one-page um, speech, and I read it to Cito and everybody else in the room, and um, you know, told them I didn't particularly like them, uh, but that my comments um, were certainly not race motivated by any stretch of the imagination. And Cito's response was, well, if you're not a racist, I apologize. If you are a racist, I don't. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Not much of an apology, but... And, uh, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I shook my head, stood up, and said, Cito, you are a blank, and walked out of the room. And that's the last time I've had anything to do with Cito Gaston. Uh, let's talk to Bob McCown. Bob, you've had uh, a fascinating career. Um, uh, our, our generation, my generation, your generation uh, grew up in sports talk radio. Was You were the guy, for lack of a better term. There was a, a wide-ranging article in the Globe and Mail, I think Saturday, uh, uh, Saturday past, uh, written by uh, uh, Simon Hoped, I don't, I, I don't even know how to pronounce the last name, but an extremely well-written article, controversial in, in, in some places, but shed light on you perhaps better than anything I've ever read. Uh, uh, the author himself described the, uh, described the interchange with you as half a dozen phone calls in raw and bruising terms. Um. Parts of that article uh, went over very well, and I guess there's certain comment that uh, comments that you made that perhaps didn't go over so well, perhaps got taken out of context. Um, you made certain reference to women in were in a words that we've all used. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a choir boy. I don't pretend to be, and most guys aren't. Not not in necessarily bad way, but you know we've all probably used that term at some time in our life. Um, do you care to, uh, to care to comment on that at all? Uh, I know you would have preferred it not be in the article, perhaps you, uh, uh, but, um, anything you'd like to explain in reference well, to that the comment? Well, you know, obviously I regret that it was that, that one sentence was in the article. You know, the problem, and, and look, I take full responsibility. I'm not denying that I said it. I did. What I need to explain, I suppose, is the context, and that is uh, Simon was, you know, he's, he's right. We had probably a half dozen conversations, and he actually came to my house on a Sunday morning when we were doing a podcast with Eugene Melnick that morning. And uh, he sat and uh, watched, listened to the podcast, observed how... We did it, and he referenced that in the article. And, you know, then we wandered around the house a little bit and chatted. 
sat down at the kitchen table and chatted some more. He was here for several hours. Now, you know, I've done plenty of interviews in my time, and generally you're talking, and I mean the sub being the subject, not conducting the interview. And, you know, 15 minutes, a half hour would be a long interview. Well, Simon and I were together for, I think, five hours. When, you know, in, and in the context of that, and I didn't know Simon before we did the piece, um, and, you know, you get chatting, you know, and, it, you know, it's, it's he, I suppose it's all part of the article. And I, again, I acknowledge I should have known better, but um, it was an offhanded comment. It was done at a at a time and a moment when uh, I didn't think the interview was ongoing, and it was just two guys talking. That's all it was in my mind, and I didn't even think twice of it. And then when it appeared in the article, I was horrified, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, the one thing I can say is that I will. <laughs> I said it, so uh, I take full responsibility. I just wish the context of the conversation had been referenced in that it was two guys sitting around a kitchen table and laughing about certain things. It was meant as a as a joke, not as a serious statement. And, um, you know, if he put LOL after the statement, if he said that I'd said it laughingly, Perhaps that would have mitigated the impact of it, but he didn't. And look, I'm not going to be critical. He he didn't make it up. I said it. I take full responsibility. I wish I hadn't. I wish it hadn't appeared. It did. I'm sorry. Um, that's about all I can say. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I, I will say, Bob, uh, you've taken criticism for it. Uh, you have, um, you know, you, you've owned it. Uh, I, I didn't think. You know, reading it, I, 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 when I read it, I knew, I knew, I knew what the reaction would be, and and it's it's a reaction oh, right. more, and, and it's oh, a right. reaction more. It it's, it reflects the world that we live in today, more so than, you know, I mean, guys, guys say all kinds of stuff, locker talk. We, we don't mean half of it. It's just it's guy talk. I appreciate the fact that in today's world, you know, maybe you can't say some stuff publicly that, but you know. For, you know, for you to get criticized by all these all these uh, white angels, well, you know, some people better have a good look in the mirror themselves, um, uh, because I, there's probably 99% of guys over a certain age <laughs> and it, it have used uh, have used that word over the years. Um, and, and I'll just leave it at that, Bob. I, I I think you've explained it. I think you've taken responsibility. I think context was missing at the time. I. I yeah, yeah, that's the I, only thing that that's the only thing that concerned me, Wally. And and I I will tell you this. Um, Simon sent me a, co- a a text of the article the night before, late on Friday night, and I missed that line. I guess I didn't really read the article; I just scanned over it. And the next morning, I woke up very early and I went to the corner store and I bought a copy of the Globe and Mail. Now, of course, I was in complete shock to find out that the Globe and Mail cost nearly seven dollars on a on a Saturday. Now, that tells you how long it's been since <laughs> I bought a Saturday newspaper. But um, and then I sat down and read it, 
uh, a little more carefully. And immediately, I think at 8.30 on Saturday morning, I texted Simon. And I simply said, you know, I just wish you'd put it in context. I wish you had indicated that it was said jokingly and not like, you know, some crazy guy who is trying to disrespect the opposite sex. Um, and he came back with uh, some sort of an explanation and essentially he, you know, he was probably right. He's, you know, he said, well, you said it. So therefore I printed it. Yeah. And in any event, um, you know, that's, you know, let's all you can do that. is apo- yeah. all you can do is apologize and hope that people understand that it was it was said jokingly and not seriously. Yeah, I mean that's and yeah, and and we ex- and uh, I accept it. I've read it. I know you, Bob. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to be critical. Of, you know, you know, if you're of a certain generation, and you know, listeners probably wondering what the hell we're talking about, what word, and it it's, it's just, it starts with a B and ends with an S. Go read the Globe and Mail article. I don't think it's that bad of a word. Like I said, it's it's guy it's guy talk. Um, you know, I'm not going to repeat it on the air because then, well, I'm not going to either. But yeah, you know, like nine okay, million people will nine people will jump on uh, on yeah, us. Uh, yeah. And, and there wasn't, point there wasn't was, a right? strong reaction. There wasn't a, a really strong reaction to it. Yeah. There were a few people who reacted to it. So here's the interesting thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone and I'm, I'm waiting through a few things, and I happen to see, um, a, you know, a Johnny Carson show from 19, I think it was 1974. I could be wrong. And Don Rickles is on this show. I swear to God, this is true. This is literally this week. And I watched that segment, and Don Rickles on the Tonight Show oh, used yeah. that word twice, yeah, with no absolutely no reaction. And so it all comes into context. And why could Don Rickles get away with it? Well, because he's a comedian. Because everything he says is funny, uh, or tries to say is it, or was funny. And you know maybe in a in a different light, the reaction would have been different, but it wasn't. And so you live with it. And Bob, let, let, let's move on. Um, let's. Well, you brought this one up. I know, I know, I know. But let, let, let's move on. I, I, let's talk about the NHL. And uh, you have a podcast. I listened to it, listened to your Friday uh, roundtable um, and uh, your roundtable on, on your podcast. Um the NHL season, you've got some opinions on whether the NHL, it just, there seems to be so many logistical issues with respect to getting the NHL back for January the 13th. Um, your thoughts on that? Well, you know, Gary Bettman and I have had a love-hate relationship over the years. We didn't talk to each other for five years. And... Um, I, I, I didn't start talking to him again until Rogers signed the $5 billion deal. And I happened to run into him at the news conference to make the announcement. And I often jokingly tell him, I said, it only took $5 billion for us to start talking again. And, uh, and, and it's really true. Uh, and I respect the guy. I mean, he's a smart, smart guy, really smart guy. But there are things that he does that I disagree with. And this notion of insisting that the NHL play this year and, and somehow always, there's 
it's always negotiation between the PA and the league. There's always another factor. You got to give this, we'll give that, blah, 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 blah. You know, the, there was no question the NBA or NBA was going to play, and they did, and they're playing again this year, and there's really not much controversy over it, in spite of the, the presence of the Black Lives Matter situation. So they had extraneous circumstances. They solved them. Major League Baseball plays. They will play again this year. The NFL plays. They will play again this year. And here we are. What are we, Wally? Like 20 days? Yeah, we're five days ahead of the start of the season. We don't even know if there's going to be one. Um, you know, in spite of the optimism of the last few days, we don't know. And so, you know, my position clearly is, you know, two points. Number one, why can't you just, if you want to play, just go play and solve the others. Let everything else kind of fall by the wayside. Or secondly, decide this isn't worth it. This is an indoor sport. You have cross-border situation. The Toronto Raptors have been forced to move to Tampa in order to play home games. But you've got seven NHL franchises in Canada, and that creates a serious problem. Then you've got the San Jose situation. It just seems to me that the complications in this deal, uh, which they still haven't worked out, are such that the best answer is suspend the season. Don't play. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me economically, and it doesn't make any sense to me in terms of the the historic credibility of the league and a championship that's going to be awarded under unique circumstances. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, Bob. Uh, time is our enemy. Naz, we've got about two minutes left. Uh, I'll let you last go with Bob. What about a Cleveland Browns-Buffalo Bills playoff match? Bob? Well, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? You know, a couple of uh, very unsuccessful franchises over the past uh, couple of decades, and both having good seasons. Um, Bills have clinched the division now. I think the Browns need at least one more win in order to clinch a playoff spot, but that's, I would expect they would do that, although if you're a Browns fan, you know a complete collapse is not out of the uh, realm of possibility. So, uh, but um, I don't know how I'd feel about it. Uh, I think the two pretty good teams, two young quarterbacks who, who have certainly come into their own, uh, and, uh, you know, I actually, I'd have to confess, I think the Bills are the better team right now. Yeah, Bills Browns, look- Browns' defense has been crummy the last few weeks, and uh, if you're a Browns fan, that, that should scare you. Uh, we've been talking to Bob McCowan. Uh, Bob, we've got to let you go. Uh, we thank you. Uh, we'd love to spend a lot more time, but we're uh, always well, a pleasure. And Sports hence Talk the, Radio. the one-hour show, right? Sorry, Bob, I missed that. It's the one-hour show, which yeah, is what I alluded correct. to off the top. <laughs> if you had a two-hour show, we'd have more time. Uh, well, maybe we, maybe you can talk to our sponsors. Uh, maybe, can, maybe we can float us a little bit of a loan, Bob, to, to get us on for an extra hour. We can, we can certainly, you're, you're, you're the business guy on sports radio. Maybe we can have that discussion. You can lead us in the right direction. Anyways, no, Bob, you know, we, can, you know no, much, we can't have that discussion. No, uh, I know. I, you know how much we enjoy talking to you. you, you it's always we, my pleasure, guys. Although I, I would say we, we missed you on, uh, we miss you on Sportsnet and TSN, but uh, we still love hearing your voice on your podcast. To all our listeners, it's the Bob McCowan Podcast. 
You can find it on every social media channel. He's uh, he's still he's still the legend. He's still the guy. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, last last word from uh, as Muhammad Ali told me, I love your I love your show and I admire your style, but the pay was so cheap. I won't be back for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see we'll see what we can do about that. Thanks, Bob. Goodbye. Thanks, Bob McCown. Uh, Naz, we've got uh, unfortunately the hour of ten struck. It looks like Alabama and Notre Dame are headed. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about that today. Uh, it looks like they're headed uh, headed in uh, for a matchup. Uh, on New Year's Day, uh, we'll talk is about Notre that. Notre Dame one getting week. in? Sorry, is Notre Dame getting in? I thought it was. Uh, uh, all, all the, all the. Well, we don't have enough time for that debate. Uh, we'll cert- I think we find out today, if I'm not mistaken. Last yeah. word, Naz. Go Bills, as always. As always, to our listeners, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, have a fantastic and safe holiday season, and uh, we'll chat about new year next sunday thanks so much for joining us this podcast is proudly produced and presented by the zoomer podcast network home of great podcasts like Marilyn lightstone reads idea city on the air and the garden show